Hi, and welcome to Madness to Magic and my podcast, I'm with Crazy, a love story. I'm your host, Paulina Milana, author of The S Word. This show is for those of us who find ourselves surrounded by madness and wanting to find the magic within. We're going to come together here as caregivers to those who have been diagnosed with a mental illness. Maybe it's someone in the family we've been born into. Maybe it's someone we love. Maybe it's someone we work with. Maybe even it's ourselves. Whether we've been thrust into this caregiver role or taken it on by choice, this podcast is where we're going to share our stories and learn to realize the magic in all the madness we may have been experiencing. I promise you, it can be done. So let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us again today. Today's podcast, we're sort of going to be eavesdropping on a mother-daughter duo, Jenny and Jean. And Jean, who's been diagnosed with a mental illness, hits the nail on the head when she says this quote. Sometimes people with the issue don't know they have the issue. So how are you, how do you, how are you supposed to get someone help that doesn't think they need help? This single mom and recent college graduate daughter are polar opposites. Lucky for us, during this podcast, they are so open about their struggles, their triumphs, and how much they love and admire one another. And they're learning to adapt each other's strengths to become even better themselves. As they said it, if they were to combine their personalities into one person, they'd be perfect. Let's listen in. My name is Jenny Thice, and I am here with my daughter, Jean. My name's Jean. I'm sitting next to my mother, Jenny. And I am a recent graduate from nursing school. And I graduated last May, or in May. Yeah. <laughs> last May. Last two May. weeks really? ago. <laughs> wow, congratulations. That's very, very cool. Thank you. So, and so um, how many years have you been her daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 25 years old. It's going to be 26 in a few weeks. So... 25 years and 300 days. <laughs> very, very cool. And, um, and Jen, can you maybe just give us kind of the Reader's Digest version of when you found out you were going to have Jean and Jean's first moments on this earth, what you felt like? Um... I always tell the story, I didn't get pregnant the first month because everything in my life is pretty well planned. I didn't get pregnant the first month, so I was ready to go see a specialist. Um, but I did get pregnant because I wanted a child in June, but I got pregnant the, sec the next month, so I thought I was going to have a July baby. But as it turned out, I ended up having a June baby because I had a C-section, and the doctor asked when I would like that date to be set, and I said, can we do June 30th? So I got my my June baby after all, even though she wasn't due till July 6th. She picked my birthday. So I got to pick her <laughs> birthday. And then I got my June baby. Um, the first few months I thought were fine. I thought I was doing a good job. I stayed home for three months with her. She was quite a crabby baby and was very worried to take her to daycare handed her kind of the daycare lady and said, I'm sorry, she's kind of a, a crabby baby. Came home that first day and the, the, the caregiver is like, she is the best 
baby. So I learned through osmosis that I think I was more stressed than I realized I was as a new mom for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think her going to daycare and me going back to my routine. And you were doing it alone. After six months, yeah. yeah. After six months, I was doing it alone, yeah. Which probably added to your stress. Yeah, I guess. I honestly, again, I s stress. I'm not sure honestly what that means. It is. I have to. I you know. I have to do what I have to do to to get get by and survive and put a roof over our heads. So I, I didn't consider my life really stressful. To be honest, it was was what it was, and we so made it through. So a couple questions. So you have this lens that's from a different perspective, right? Of yeah. being so um well mom you just kind of opened the door that she had to do it on her own. Um what's your memory of that? Was it always on her own? Is that the only memory you kind of have? What was that like? Yeah. It always like my only memories are just like us two. And so it always was it was everything was like super scheduled, super rigid because it had to be like it was only her taking me places, picking me up. I was in every single sport like so we were constantly always like moving back and forth um, doing things. So it was, you know, it was just like a constant always going, always going. Um, so obviously, like, I wasn't stressed, but it seemed to me like she was stressed, always trying to be on this tight schedule, always trying to make it work for her and for me. Um, so that's kind of, like, what my view was on it. Um, and even, like, when she had to go to work, like, I went to daycare, and she would, you know, pick me up, and, like, she would have to make her meals on Sunday so that when we got home, like, meals were already made. Like, it was already planned out every week, you know. Um, so it was great for me, and it was great for my structure, and it was great for growing up. Um, but yeah, definitely a different perspective on like how she was handling things, I, I guess. And I in a different perspective also because I was little. Yeah. As a child, mm -hmm. did you try to take care of mom because she was alone? I mean, who? Obviously, you're the caregiver, right? The primary care. But was there a reciprocal kind of caregiving? I mean, I could, like I said, I'm so young. Like, there's only so much, like, you know, you can do. But I think in my head, like, I thought I, you, you know, I was doing what I could to help. You know, I'm a, I'm a caring person, I think, by nature. Mm -hmm. So, like, I mean, obviously I could have made your life probably a lot easier. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know if I was, like, consciously, like, trying to help or not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how could you or, have made her life easier when you were saying there's ways i could have made her yeah, life easier by doing what i was told not talking back doing things before being asked or um not being such a brat <laughs> and would you would you echo that uh Jen? yes um i didn't ask a lot of her though i don't think i felt like I needed to do most of everything myself, but that was because, and she'll say this, and I'm like my mother, there was a right way to do things, and it was just easier to do it myself. 
mm. when when I wanted it done, how it should be done. So I don't think I put a lot of pressure on Jean to do things, mm -hmm. or um, chores or anything. I don't think I really did that. I hindsight, I wish I would have. It would have been more structure for her. Um, but again, she was a child, and I'm, I'm, I think I've learned as, as I've grown up, I, that's how I compensated maybe for being a single mom. Just, And I wasn't trying, you know, it, I think people have tried to say, oh, you were a superwoman. And I, I never, ever, again, thought of myself something like that. I did what I had to do. Mm -hmm. And that, that's all it was. And it's funny, she thinks I felt stress I don't think I don't know I didn't feel stressed to be honest I always had people to help me when I needed help mm -hmm. um, I always had family to rely on if she was sick um, my dad would come the babysitter would take her and put her in a, in a room so I it may have been stressful for an hour or two trying to figure out who was going to watch her was I going to stay home but it was a very short stressed period for me mm -hmm. um so yeah, again, I didn't so think it, I was that stressed, but in maybe that's about, how I. Yeah. Maybe I was stressed, but I didn't visual see it that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so you you were married, if I can mm -hmm. ask right, mm -hmm. and six months in, ended it right. Six months into uh, her being born. Right. Yes. So, so take me back to the actual birth. Um, first off, I am curious why why were you adamant on a June baby? What's I don't know. That? Just because I like June. I love the month of June. I got married in June. It'd be cool to have a baby in June. I'm a summer person. I love the summer months. Um, so yeah, it was just again my strict. This is what I like. This is what I want. And you're gonna make it happen. If I can, when I can when I can, uh -huh. which is. Not very often, but those were things that were kind of, those were in my, kind of in my control to some extent, right? right? When I get married and tried to have a child. Control. No, I like control. I'll admit it. I'm a control freak. I get it. So is, get it. is the control freak something you are opposed to? Like you've gone to the opposite end? I or? literally have gone the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. I think some of it was subconscious, and then it was like, whoa, I kind of like this. I kind of like this more laid back, not so regimented, go with the flow kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then when I then when I like could start making my own decisions and like doing more things for myself, I think I consciously chose to kind of be more mm -hmm. laissez-faire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so in terms of mental health, right, mm -hmm. I would love from both of your perspectives what is the healthier state of mind? The, let me try and control everything, mm -hmm. or, hey, you know, just gonna go the opposite. Although mm -hmm. you have said, you kind of just go with the flow as well, right? You don't think about it too. So talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on what is the best state of mental health mm -hmm. that you both have experienced and what has not been the best in each other kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, yeah. I think somewhere in between. I'm one extreme and Jean's the other extreme. There there has to be a, a healthy in between. Cause she says, you know, that I'm very controlling and she's very extremely laid back, extremely laid back. 
Yeah, I agree. I would say some somewhere in the middle is like that mental healthy zone. But it's just like anything. It's like a teeter-totter. If you go one way, you fall. If you go the other way, you fall. When you're in the middle, you're good. Obviously, you can't be too laid back. And I found myself in situations where I'm late to things. I'm getting in trouble because I'm not on time or I'm not, you know, stuff like that. And that's detrimental. If I just left the house 10 minutes earlier or I woke up 10 minutes earlier or I took a shower the day before and planned things out, you know, maybe I wouldn't have been late. But then again, to me, like, it's more about, you know, I'll be there eventually and I'll be there fully, but, you know, I might not be there right on time kind of thing. Unusual that you would choose to be a nurse for peds. Yeah. So... That's where, like, my personal life and my, like, job is different. Like, when I'm, you know, like, I go to class. I'll be late to class. I show up in my pajamas. I probably smell, and I don't have coffee. But, like, when I go to the hospital, I'm there early. I'm in scrubs. I look professional. I got my coffee. Because that's, like, my, like, profession. That's my identity. That's, like, you know. But truly, is that, like, who I am, like, on an everyday basis? No. But it's a, it's kind of like a facade, you know? You want people... You're a nurse. People look up to you. People trust you. You don't want a nurse that's late. You don't want a nurse that's tired. You don't want a nurse that smells bad. So that's why, you know, that's why I try, at least for that, to be more conscious of it, of being more, you know, whatever, on time and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um but then again, I see the downside of, like, the other side being super, you know, rigid, regimented, and controlling. It's it's like you're constrained to time, and it's, like, all about time. Like, we have to go here, 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 and it all has to be done before 4.30. It doesn't matter what we're doing in between, but it's about the time. We got to do it here and now, and exactly like that, where I would rather be this is three things that we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing A, B, and C. Whatever time we end, that's when we end. And for me, I mean, I'd rather be present than worrying, looking at the clock. What do you think about what she just said? I wish life was like that. What do you mean by that? <laughs> that, you know, you start when you want, you end when you want. I don't have a career like that. I don't have a lifestyle like that as a single mother I, I have to be at work at, at a certain time um weren't you also an event planner like you had to well right yeah yeah uh, it, it it just interests me how Jean is so different from me when I raised her how do you think that but happened? I guess she didn't like I'm learning she didn't like the regimented lifestyle we lived and she's gone the complete extreme opposite of lifestyle of what she was brought up in complete opposite which makes us it very hard for us to, to get to get along well did when you had Jean and she comes out what we didn't talk about like the mm-hmm. feelings, the emotions. Like what? What did you? Like we discussed before. Every time it's asked, what was the best day of my life? It was the day I had Jean. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that? 
Did you know. assume that? Yeah, I guess I assume that. <laughs> it's nice to hear, though. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> no, no, but it's true. I mean, I had a C-section, so I knew driving to the hospital that morning that I was going to be a mom and in a few hours. It's a very surreal thing to know right now I'm not. You know, this belly, this baby, you know, is going to be part of this world in just a couple hours. It's a very surreal uh, feeling. Um, Did you have at that moment, like, or, or even before then, like mm -hmm. the thoughts of what she was going to grow up to be like and what life was going to be like with her? Mm -mm. Nothing. Nothing. I don't think I had any ex any ex expectations. So for uh, somebody who uh, plans and controls, that you did not... I mean, I had her daycare provider picked out months before she was born. I mean, I had... You had the logistics place. handled. I had all the logistics handled. She stayed with my sister my first week back at work, so I could I can transition. Yeah, I'm away from her, but she's with my sister, not a stranger. Mm -hmm. So every, everything I do has a reason, or a pr almost everything I do. Mm -hmm. I'm finding the older I get, I'm trying to be a little less rigid. Mm -hmm. um, but back then, but I didn't have expectations of I want her to grow up and to be the president, and I want her to grow up to be Miss America, and I want her to grow up and take care of. I didn't put expectations. You didn't have any like expectations, like, like I want like her to what? grow up and be like a good person, or like I made assumptions that it just would happen. Right. Did you Why feel you as not... if there was, um, like, an expectation put on you? No, not really. I mean, like, day-to-day, -day, like, things. But never, I never felt forced into, like, some people, I feel like some people feel like they're forced into, like, the professions of their parents mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Or, like, forced into, you know, you know, my dad's a doctor and, and now I have to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just the kid, you know, doing it to mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. I never felt like that at all. Like, I always, you always, like, said, like, I want you to do whatever, like, you want to do whatever, like, makes you happy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I never felt, like, pushed to, like, do something like that she wanted to, me to do, mm -hmm. you know. Was there the expectation, though, that you would go to college and finish college? Was that one of the things? Because you didn't, right? Correct. Was it something that you wanted her to do because you didn't, or...? Oh, I think in this day and age, kids have to have a college degree. So, I, um, but no, vicariously, I was going to kind of live through Jean going to college. Um, she went away a thousand, how long was a thousand miles away? Something like that. And a lot of my friends were like, you're letting your only child go that far away to school? If that's where she's going to be happy, that's where I want her to go. Um, were you happy there? Yeah, I was happy there for a while. I was having fun. <laughs> is that why you chose to go so far away from home, get a break of... Oh, yeah. I had in my head probably, like, junior year at least, like, that I was going away and that I was going to go far. <laughs> so I don't even think I applied to any schools in Illinois. Mm. So that always... It never scared me. Like, I wanted to get out. I wanted to go away. I wanted to change the scenery. I wanted to, like, experience it. Like, if I was going to college, like, do it big. Mm -hmm. Do it right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, like, what I was thinking. And what's the, what's one of the lessons yeah. that you learned 
from being the lesson away. I learned is that you miss your friends and family a lot more than you think you would. Did you expect her to say that? No. Mm -mm. What did you expect her to say as one of the lessons she learned? <laughs> Hindsight now that, uh, you know, that she was there for a certain reason, you know. Well, yeah, obviously, like, I have many thoughts on it. It's right. It's not just that, it, but you know, that probably is, it, like, the, the biggest takeaway. schooling part went astray. What, what do you mean by that? Didn't... She was on the honor roll the first year. A thousand miles away, she was on the honor roll. And <laughs> then she moved off campus the second year. Again, I didn't go to college. I don't understand all this stuff, but she... She moved off campus, and I think that may have been a, a bad choice, uh, leaving that structure. In the Carolinas, the, the, the complexes there have pools. They have volleyball courts. I mean, because it's so hot outside that I went there when I tr took her there. I called my sister to say, you need to fly down here. This is like Club Med down here. I can't believe my kid <laughs> is going to school here. Um, and things just went astray once she left, um, I guess, the structure of, of the campus. Um, Is that what you think happened? I mean, that's my thought. I don't know yeah. that she thinks that, but... 100%. I was farther from campus. I had more freedom, like... Um, yeah, there was just so many more distractions, too. I couldn't walk to class anymore. I had to take a bus. So, like, there was a lot of things that made going to class difficult more difficult okay and so then you decide to come back home yeah i basically flunked out oh <laughs> yeah. before, i think you left before i did leave they before yeah they kicked me out but yeah <laughs> if you if you had to do it over again <laughs> yeah would you do it the same way because you turned out okay i mean ask me when my loans start kicking in but i would do it the same I never stopped going to school. I went to I went to North Carolina for two years. That didn't work out. I knew if I stopped going altogether that going back might not happen. So I never wanted to stop. So even when I came home, I don't even think I took a break for maybe a semester at the max. But I went to the community college. I started taking classes there. I got my associates from there eventually, only taking like two classes at a time. And then I finally went to North Park and then got my bachelor's in nursing and and did you have this confidence that no matter what she's gonna succeed or what what were you thinking during this entire period I didn't know what was what was gonna happen um, I was thrilled she stayed in school because a lot of people would be like oh, is Jean in school I'm like same thing she, she was never out of school people she was always in school um, I was just I, taking my time. I really wasn't sure what was going to happen. Again, I don't put it, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Um, but you she were went sure. Back into nursing, then decide maybe she was going to go real, real estate, I think. I don't know what class you were taking, like anatomy, whatever, probably some hard class and thinking she just was going to chuck it and sell real estate or something. <laughs> um, which I think I was like, okay. I said, I'd rather you stayed in a medical field only because there's always going to be jobs. It was just my 
observation be really good to stay in the medical but real uh, you, you need to get a degree and you need to get a job and make money and be self-sufficient mm -hmm. I, I like she said I don't think I ever pushed nursing on her mm -hmm. um, but was I always sure she was gonna finish I'm I was never confident that I was never sure it was she was going again my half empty glass uh, Mm -hmm. It was easier to think of it half full if she succeeded super. If she didn't, it was kind of in the back of my head that maybe maybe it wouldn't happen. Maybe I wanted it more for her than she wanted for herself. I, I, I've always told her I didn't want her to struggle. If you want to say I, str I struggled, but I, you know, I did. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to see, I want her to be able to be self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. um, and, and be able to do for herself. If you meet Mr. Wright, that's great, but to know that she doesn't need to have have somebody in her life, that she can do it on her own if she has to. Mm -hmm. But no, I, I will be on, I wasn't sure. that I wasn't sure this graduation was ever going to happen. And mm -hmm. I think she knows. I don't think that's something mm -hmm. that surprises her. Mm -hmm. And what about you and, and watching your mom kind of live out her life? Were there points where you were kind of like opposite ends, right? She wasn't so sure what you were doing with your career. Mm -hmm. Were you kind of looking at her and what, what's going on with you as well or no? I knew that everything that I was doing was affecting her. So like for me, I always knew that I would graduate, but I also was the one in control. She was just like the bystander, like watching. Explain that. What do you mean you were the one in control? Because it's on me to go to class, to do my work, to do well on exams, and to pass, and to keep going. So I knew I was not going to stop. So to me, I always knew I was going to be a nurse. You weren't going to stop, but you put a lot of obstacles in your way. Oh, yeah. could have... I mean, yeah, I didn't have to be in school for eight years. forced you to stop. You, your bad choices could have derailed your career. And what do you mean by the obstacles and the bad choices? What were... I, mean, I don't know if she wants to talk oh. about all that or not, but... <laughs> were they, in your opinion, were they bad choices or were they just living life or how do you view them? No, I mean, doesn't everyone make bad choices and bad decisions? Do you That's think your life. mom has made bad choices and bad decisions? I mean, I don't think she would deny that. I, I know <laughs> I made two, <laughs> for sure. Okay, well, I've made but, more than two, uh, um, for sure. But, I mean, you try to learn from the mistakes you make and go forward, and, I mean, that's all I can do. So from the mistakes you made, mm -hmm. or, or perceived mistakes, mm -hmm. right, um, what have you learned to move forward? And I'm going to ask you the same question on the mistakes you've made. Just to not be so naive and, I don't know, to be more responsible and kind of, kind of teaching me to not be so carefree. Like, there are rules, there are, like, regulations. It's not just a free-for-all. And, you know, you can't always do what you want. You have to think before you act. And I think that was, like, the major takeaway. That That's an awesome takeaway. 
most people <laughs> don't don't catch that one until their 40s or 50s yeah. you know so kudos to you oh, i'm super <laughs> impressed so so and clearly you did something right as much as you maybe did stuff that wasn't right so but for you all the mistakes life lessons learned um i think i think i'm starting to be more like her more carefree less controlling i think and i think jeans i agree can you agree i'm mm -hmm. trying to but maybe because i'm in a place in my life where i feel i can be everything doesn't have to be quite as regimented as i thought it needed to be um in the past so i think that's a life lesson that i was very stringent but I'm not sure what would have happened if I wasn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and what's happening now that's I don't know. I just feel I, Jean's going to be on her own soon. So um, you are? Are you moving out or something? Yeah, I mean that's the well. That's but the she's going to have <laughs> yeah. she's going to have a, a a job where she can. She's going to be off my insurance in another month. You know, so she's insurance wise. Um, you know, she's on my, my um, phone. You know, all those things is going to give me a little more freedom um, when she can do those things on her own, which I think she, I'm not going to do it to her if she can't, you know. It, I know it may take some time. Mm -hmm. um, but I just feel like life is getting shorter, too. Um, I'm getting older, mm -hmm. and I'm still in good health. I You know, I've, I have two sisters who battled and won cancer, but could happen to me any day mm -hmm. um so no am i jumping off cliffs or you know going, going to, to india going to naked <laughs> retreats and stuff uh, will i ever do those things probably not but I, but i'm a little bit more um out of my control phase and yeah so what if i'm up a little late so what if i you know i have to be up at the crack of dawn it's fine. I'm enjoying what I'm doing that day or that night. I'm living more in the moment than I used to. I yes. really didn't live in moments. It was what what I was going to do next. Always, always what I was... Today was over. I was already planning tomorrow and the next day. And I still do it, but not to the same extent. I can turn the corner easier than I used to. It used to have to be a straight line and, you know, oh, there's a little curve. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy and, and, and forget about the routine that I typically have had for 50-some years. <laughs> that makes me happy. Life is better that way. When mm -hmm. I do, I feel life is, is better for me, especially now that she's graduated. <laughs> that was a big hurdle. And so, well, let's talk about this graduation. So there's like a party planned, right? Yeah. And uh, why are you laughing? <laughs> it's just, it's a party of the year. It, it's a party we've talked about <laughs> for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> Have you really? Oh, yeah. Literally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe and not seven. Not a couple of times. But, but like three at least. In the three and the four. You know, Jeannie, finish. <laughs> I will, we will have a big party. You promised mm -hmm. fireworks. I'm expecting fireworks. I think it's supposed to rain. <laughs> she's no longer in control, remember? She's oh, just yeah. like living well, in the she's moment. Playing, she's a party and... planner. <laughs> that was the my, old mom. She's got to plan my party first, and then you can go then with the she flow. can be oh, off okay. the hook, right? Okay, thanks. Uh, thanks. So if you guys were to kind of look back at your really growing up together, 
right? I mean, you were learning to be a kid, be an adult, right? And all of this <laughs> with a single mom. You were learning to be a single mom and care for a kid all your, on your own and be self-sufficient, right? So in your entire journey together, what maybe moments do you recall that were like your most joyous, your most kind of funny together? And what moments were like really your worst together? Uh, what was it like two years ago or something? Jean um, came with me when I was walking Ella one morning, which Jean doesn't do. And she wanted me to look at something on her, on her phone and it said what did it say? what town did it say somewhere in i thought it was germany or something where were we going what was the name of the town whatever oh, it was yeah it was it, frankfurt frankfurt That's why. <laughs> frankfurt and i'm like you're going to frankfurt you don't even have a passport where, when are you going to frankfurt she's like mom read it more closely you're booked for frankfurt michigan i'm like holy gosh because you, you don't even have a passport okay so i was still controlling back then it's Frankfurt, Michigan. She had booked us in a tiny house for three or four, three or four. Nine. But again, the mom thing, I got to see if I can get off work. Did you already pay for this? Blah, blah, blah. Um, that was an awesome trip. We, I think we had a great, we had problems before we left. We had a great time there and our problems all came back uh, as soon as we pulled in probably, but the time we were away, we had a really, a really fun time together. So describe some of that fun. What made it so awesome? Why, why were those days I don't know. so? I think we rented a car. Um, it was random. It was a random trip. It was very right. It wasn't. You know, most of my it vacations planned. are planned six months in advance. This was only a month. And I t I planned everything. Jean and Jean. Yeah, that's right. Jean planned. She did. You planned everything. Why did you do that? Was this a birthday present? Was it a just uh Was it, I don't... No, because it no. was August or something like that. I just wanted to take a trip <laughs> with I my think, mom. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if it was necessarily with me, to be honest, that you wanted to do it. You probably... Just, I don't know. I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but uh, whatever. I mean, I wouldn't have gone to a tiny house with okay. a ton of my friends. Well, so you couldn't fit in a tiny <laughs> right. house with a ton of your friends. We barely fit in yeah. a tiny house. Um, it was, yeah. I think because there was no structure, those few, because it was up to Jean. I, I had no idea where we were going. I'd never been, I didn't have the book from Fodders from the library. So I didn't. What the heck is in Frankfurt, Michigan anyway? <laughs> there's dunes, there's a beach. We went kayak, oh, we went, um, tubing. Yeah, tubing. The Lazy was... River. There was, um. What it was near do? Traverse City, Michigan. Oh, we went to Traverse City. Which I had yeah. never been to. If you've never been there and you like you wine and you like wine, it's beautiful. If I would have known Traverse City, Michigan was only six hours away, I would have been there a lot sooner. It is beautiful country. Absolutely beautiful country. It's like being in California. It's like wine country. Like, and it oh. looks like it. Like what? there's mountain, uh, not mountains. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's mountains. There's in mountains Michigan. in Michigan. No, there's you know like the wineries are up on hills, and the, the, there's Lake like Michigan's there. Yeah, and there's like a whole road Michigan. that you just drive up, and you hit all the wineries on your way up. There's like lighthouses. There's boats. No there's like walking. How paths. did you know yeah. about this? I 
I don't really think I knew like that much. <laughs> like I don't I don't think I really I heard of Traverse City and then I was on air it was like when Airbnb like started getting big. Um, and I saw the tiny house, and I personally have always wanted to live in a tiny house, so I'm like, oh my gosh, we're doing this. And then I looked up Frankfurt, and it's like just a small town, a lot of like trees and nature. And um, then I was looking around at like activities to do, and there was just so much to do around there. I'm like, this is perfect. Um, so yeah, I agree. That was, I think that was probably like one of my favorite memories too. I feel like we have a lot of good memories together. Even, like, just, like, the Cubs, like, going to the World Series. Like, I was, like, how old was I? 12? But I remember us, like, jumping up and down. No, no, no. Not the, they weren't in the World Series. When well, they were going to the championship. Oh, here we go again something. that I failed my daughter. She doesn't know enough about baseball or the Cubs. But Where were they, they, they? Anyways. I think they were going That's to not the playoffs. The That's not the point. I know, but it's, it's just kind of funny that... You weren't 12 because they just won a couple of years ago. <laughs> no, you're 25. But whatever the case. Yeah. Yes. No, I remember that day jumping up and down in our old house. Mm-hmm. We're going to the champion. Whatever. Um, yeah, that was a fun trip. That was yeah. a fun time. Family vacations are were all, are always fun. All her sporting events. We always had fun with volleyball and soccer and... And what about basic stuff? Basic not mom, so fun sister stuff. Stuff. We got a lot of that too. <laughs> but I don't know again how much. There have been a lot of holes that what do you, what do you mean fallen by holes? into that oh. I've had to pull her out of. Would you agree with Let's that? Talk about it. Hmm? Talk about well, it. Well, elaborate. Well, uh, the drinking that played into why things went downhill in in uh, ECU, why you failed there. Would you agree um, with that? Is I, that yeah? And I think her mental health wasn't good then. Many, you know, several nights I'd get calls at three a.m., two a.m., walking her off a ledge because I wasn't sure what she was going to do to herself. I I wasn't sure. Maybe she it wasn't that extreme. But being that far away um, was very difficult. <laughs> you didn't want to lose my only child because she was stressed out. Um, trying to get her to see counselors there to go get meds. It was very, it was very hard. I, you know, I wanted her to be able to stay there and succeed, and it just wasn't. It wasn't going to happen. Um, I think you were kicked out of North Park. We don't have to discuss why, but Mm -hmm. she got kicked out. Tried to rescue her from that, but she broke rules that couldn't be fixed. Mm -hmm. Jean's had a couple arrests that I've had to go to uh, places to pick her up a couple times. So we've had some low, low times that and I get it. I'm her mom. I'm the one she should call. But for as many times as you know, make good choices and call me. A lot of nights I didn't know where she was. So there's <laughs> there've been a lot of low 
points and that people don't see because Jean is a very vivacious person, mm -hmm. um, which I love, but people don't know what goes on behind, like any a marriage or any relation, what goes on behind closed doors that raising her has not been, and I'm not blaming her. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been easy for either of us. Sure. Um, but it's been a, that's why I said, I said this party, I, and it maybe it's selfish. It's as much for me as it is for her. <laughs> because it's, if Jean realizes, and you know, I plan to say something at the party because it takes a village, it, mm -hmm. or it took a village, <laughs> took mm -hmm. a village um, mm -hmm. to get Jean through. She did the work, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. She did the work, but there were a lot of people backing her up and mm -hmm. picking her up mm -hmm. along the way. Jean, can I ask you what, how did you pull yourself out of such a, a hole few times because it wouldn't have mattered what she did or anybody else did mm -hmm. if you yourself hadn't pulled yourself mm -hmm. out right That's true. right you can do and for you you can do everything for a person right everything and it still could make no difference so mm -hmm. you what was it in you that you pulled yourself out of there I mean I think it was just taking one day at a time and, like, when something goes wrong, you have to, like, regroup and look at it from a different view. And, like, maybe that wasn't your original plan of how things were. But you can't get stuck on, like, what has happened. You have to look at how am I going to move from here because I'm not just stopping. So I just, I kind of had that, like, mindset, I think. And... Like I said, like I knew that I was in somewhat of control and I knew that it was on me. So I knew that obviously other people, you know, they could tell me what to do or how to do it or give me suggestions, but you know, nothing's gonna change unless I change. So that's kind of how I think I, I don't know if I've handled things. <laughs> all the way up, but you know, that's how I got through some of those times. The profession you chose, yeah. right, is to help other people, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think to yourself that, that maybe all of these experiences that you have had, there's a bigger purpose for that down the road, mm -hmm. perhaps? 100%. I think all of your like your life and your perspectives, they affect how you view other people. And if you have a broader perspective and a more understanding about more things, the better able you'll be able to care for more patients. Mm -hmm. So like the, the harder things that I have to deal with, I know that I'm gonna incorporate or like um, meet a patient that has gone through the same thing, if not worse. Mm -hmm. And being a nurse is being able to relate to someone and to have empathy. And to have empathy, you have to put yourself in their shoes. And if I have already been there and done that and felt that and went through that, it makes being empathetic that much easier. Then can you be a mom soon so you can have some empathy for a mother? <laughs> I'm glad you're going to have empathy for your patients, but I'd really like you to have some for your mother someday. Do, do, you, do, you not, do you think she doesn't have empathy for you? And do you have empathy for her? I mean, what's the... Yeah, obviously. She's my mom. No. You think not? 
I mean, seriously, no, do you I really can't. not? No? Mm -mm. What would empathy look like? Um, a little bit more caring. And, and what does that mean? A, a little more honesty, a little more help around here. With it, it's kind of just like from her same thing, like she said earlier. I you know, done things without being asked, and um. so <laughs> are are the expectations too high, or is it just not something you? Yeah, I think she's my mom, and you kind of treat the people closest to you like crappier than others. Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. I, I was wondering something. Your mom called you vivacious, and other people have called you charming, which yeah. I find you delightful. <laughs> I, I will take you home with me anytime you want to come. Um, not your mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll be right back. <laughs> but I am curious. Yeah. When it comes to people who are struggling, right, with a, a, a mental health issue, an addiction, whatever it is, right, an yeah. emotional something, there often is this outside, vivacious, charming layer mm -hmm. that's hiding inside a wounded child, stigma, mm -hmm. shame, right? Mm -hmm. Is that anything that plays into gene, either past, present, or? Yeah, I feel like with any anyone that has illness, mental illness, it's, you have to get through the day, so you have to put on this face of I'm okay, and you don't want other people to know that you're not okay. So you, I don't know if I like over, like do it sometimes to like, counterbalance like how you feel kind of sometimes so I think that could play into it I also am just an outgoing person and I'll talk to a wall if it talked back to me <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah I definitely think like I mean I have anxiety and you know you wouldn't probably be able to tell because mm -hmm. I'm so outgoing and but it's it's an internal thing you can't see mental illness mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. just because someone's acting happy doesn't mean that they're not mm -hmm. depressed. Mm -hmm. So what would you wish people would say, you know what I mean? Or, mm -hmm. or how do you help somebody who's, yeah. like, how do you even notice it? Yeah. I think it's really hard to notice probably. It's probably subtle changes, changes in personality, behavior, like if someone's becoming more like extreme, more outgoing, more talkative, or the complete opposite, if they're retreating, they're becoming more quiet, they want to stay in bed, they don't want to see their friends. So like minute changes like that, or their eating habits, something like that, or their sleeping habits. It's like small things like that. Most likely someone that's dealing with depression, especially like in the earlier stages, they're probably not going to be able to identify it as that. So it is the people around them that have to be aware and pick up on these small cues. And then and as someone that is like looking for help, um, I mean, it stinks because sometimes you have to ask for help for people to notice. Um, but to help someone with mental illness, I think it's 
honestly, like, I don't even think you have to say things. Like, you don't even have to say anything sometimes. Just, like, being with that person or a physical, like, hug. Those are, like, big things. Because a lot of times people with mental illness just, like, want to be heard and want to be understood and want to be have someone that they know cares about them. Mm-hmm. So just being there and holding their hand or, like, like I said, like a physical hug to someone that hasn't been touched in three years. Like that's a, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Do you give yourself like a round of applause? Do you ever give yourself an A plus for anything? Do you ever, do you ever acknowledge what, you have overcome and accomplished? Um, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like in my head, I think I'm like proud of myself. (laughs) Maybe once I like take my test and graduate or like, well, I already graduated, take my test and actually be a nurse, then I'll feel (laughs) like accomplished, but no, not really. You should. You should. You know, I know that they say, you know, never do the shoulda, woulda, coulda. Mm-hmm. But I think that every morning looking at yourself and because you are, you are vivacious, charming, beautiful. You're smart. You are articulate. Like you have really, you've pulled yourself out of things. I don't even know all the things, but it sounds like some pretty serious things that other people wouldn't have. Right. And look at what you have become like this. This is all going to be a story of like trials to triumph. Right. So, I mean, you're a perfect, you are a perfect person and example for this entire kind of series. Um, and one thing too, if you go downtown just to like check places out, there is an incredible coffee bar um, I want to say it's in the Lincoln Park area. Maybe it's not, but it's somewhere around there called um, Sip of Hope. Okay. Have you ever heard of this? No. So this guy started this coffee shop mm-hmm. um, and then some. It has more things to it where all the proceeds go to mental health mm-hmm. and everybody who's there, like the entire motif is it's okay not, not to, to be, be okay. okay. Yeah. Right. So really nice people, awesome Mm. people, but it's kind of cool just to hang out where, you know, and who knows if one day you being there, you can actually like offer them, I don't know, some program, some something that, you know what I mean? That you could do, especially with being a nurse, right? Yeah. It's called Sip of Hope. Sip of Hope. Mm -hmm. That's cute. cute. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is cute, isn't it? You know, Mm -hmm. And, and you honestly, do you ever like stop and give yourself like a minute of holy shit, look at what I've look at what I've helped. You know what I mean? Not saying anything you did was perfect, right? right? But look at what I helped really to grow and to give to this world. Like, this is a pretty awesome kid, and you did it on your own. No, Do you I'm, ever stop? I know she's and, an awesome person. But what about for yourself? You don't give yourself even like a, do, do you ever, Jenny, like look in the mirror and be like, 
I've had some shit thrown my way. I, you know what I mean? And yet here I yeah. am. I still am standing. I'm still like, I'm, I'm a good time out, right? I, I can live in a little house with my daughter and right. we right. actually have a good time. Like, do you ever, like, I kind of wonder, even for the two of you, you're, you're still here and you don't know how long that's going to go. You know, maybe right. it'll be a long time, maybe not. Why don't you put something in place where every morning before you guys head out the door, each of you has to say to the other, how much you deserve an A and, and pick something on why you deserve an A. Like, if you can't do it for yourself, you do feel it for her. Right. You feel it for her. Mm -hmm. Why not do that and like go out the door with like, hey, one person in this planet, this moment, thinks I fucking rock. <laughs> right? I mean. Yeah. I think we should do it for ourselves too. Yes. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah. Because there's reasons we couldn't do that. We, so, so, so yeah. my, my cheap labor cameraman here, uh, <laughs> producer, director, whatever PJ. we're calling him. PJ. PJ. <laughs> we decided producer to call him. Joe. Producer Joe. PBJ. Yeah. <laughs> um, so What's the we. What's um, Badass. There you go. Yes. <laughs> we'll have it be That's badass. <laughs> well, we, we had, you know, we were going to the Y, right, every morning. 5.30 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. And every morning, we made sure that we told each other three things that we were grateful for. And I and we haven't done it in a while mm -hmm. because we've gotten busy. We've done other things. I miss that. Mm -hmm. And now when we go on walks, we hit that. And it, it changes your perspective, mm -hmm. right? And the two of you, what's fascinating about the two of you, as much as you're kind of polar opposites... <laughs> You each have influenced the other, right? Mm -hmm. With the best bits of it, right? If you were like one person, you'd be you'd be perfect. Right. right? We're slowly yeah. both slowly like coming to the middle. Coming together, right, right. And yet you still don't give yourselves any credit for anything it seems that you have accomplished, which is pretty fucking amazing. What's wrong with the That's two of you? <laughs> <laughs> now let's get to the real meat. What's wrong with the two of you? No. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, so I am curious. One thing that you think rocks about your kid. I think the fact how outgoing and vivacious and she will talk. I liked her thing. She'd talk to a tennis ball <laughs> if, it, if it talked back to her. Because she does. She loves... And I was never like that at her age. I'm more like that now. I was a wallflower. I, if yeah, you remember or not, yeah, I, I was a wallflower. Okay. I just blend into the, the wall. Um, so I'm very happy that Jean's the way she, I think waitressing helped a lot, though, with that, which is very cool. I think she opened up um, in that kind of a role. Um, so, yeah, I love that she's out, though. I do. I love it. Does she need to hone it back sometimes? But but it's a, it's an awesome quality for sure, mm -hmm. for sure. And about and your mom, and she's very empathetic about with others. She is. <laughs> I will give her that. She is. I give her that. That's the, that's, <laughs> I agree. that's the mother daughter thing, right? You're allowed to, right? So, and for you, like one awesome thing about your mom. Um. Everything. Just one. Just one. Just can, you, one. can you narrow it down? Um, that she was able to take care of both of us. And yeah. Fucking go to work every day and 
keep a roof over our head, even though it was hard. And I still don't have the work ethic that she does, and I don't think I ever will. <laughs> so, that's... is there anything wrong with that? For me, do you have to have that kind of a work ethic? I, that's just one thing that I admire about her is like how determined and like mm-hmm. even on like the crappiest day, like she's still up and out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a bad thing if it interferes with her life and you're not happy because of it. But I mean, like I said earlier, there is a time and a place to be on time, be regimented, and do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, one thing that's interesting about you, Jen, because obviously I've Only known you one. before. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I was go. thinking to myself, you know, she clearly, well, or you know, maybe she does, I don't know, but she wouldn't have like a picture of who you were before you were a mom, right? Like all of that, right? Right. And, and you just self-described as wallflower right and i do remember you being kind of reserved and shy etc what is fascinating to me is if i remember correctly your first husband gene's dad was very outgoing Mm -hmm. vivacious Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you were drawn to that Mm -hmm. right yes and and i guess my question is have you now realized that you yourself inside also are like I see your Facebook posts. I see how you go out and you have a good time and you're always kind of laughing. You yourself inside have the vivaciousness and the, you know, the charm as well. You don't need it from somebody outside. Like, have you, have you thought about that? No, I don't need, no, I I never, I mean, I, I grew up thinking you had to get right. That was just the age we grew up and you got married. Um, so I did that. I didn't do it because, you know, but again, my control, my little world, those were the processes you went through. But after two failed marriages and knowing a lot of people in unhappy marriages, it's much easier being by myself, doing what I want, when I want. And I'm a, my mantra these days is work hard, play hard. And she just said, I do. I work my ass off. Mm-hmm. But somebody's paying, they're paying me. Um, but come the weekends or the evenings, mm-hmm. I have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think she so, is vivacious and I think she is outgoing. But I wasn't. And yeah. It, I wasn't. But I, things, I, life is more enjoyable now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was never that's... awful. I don't want to say my life was ever awful. It wasn't. It was never awful. What, what, how would you describe it? Because that's sort of like... You said it wasn't lonely. stressful. It was, it was more lonely, I think, than anything else. Even though, you know, I had husbands, it was still lonely. Mm-hmm. Um... So if you had one, you know, you're, you have a magic genie and she's going to give you one wish, what would it be moving forward? I'm going to ask you too. Oh, okay. I'm coming well, after you in a minute. I'd, and this sounds corny and tacky, but right now it would just be my, to have my health because 
nothing can. I was, I was literally going to say money, some money, and not a billionaire, mm -hmm. but like get get the mortgage off of me and let me be able to get a, a new car and some new car. But you know, so not to be a millionaire, but to live a little bit more comfortably and not have to watch pretty much every penny I spend. Mm -hmm. But I think really my health, because I can't control that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if I had a genie, that would be keep me healthy so I can retire mm -hmm. and in, enjoy 20 years of health and mm -hmm. do some of the things that I've wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like an old lady, but that's no. that's really how I feel is, is, <laughs> is if the genie could keep me healthy for the next 40 years, I'll work the next 10 and then let me enjoy the next and what's the 20. first thing on the bucket list? Like you said, let me do the things I want to do. Traveling. I've never been out. Well, I've been to Mexico, but I haven't left the country other than that. Well, we and were supposed to do the Italy trip. I know. I knew it was coming up. <laughs> I, I knew it was, it was coming, coming up. I was going to get it in there somehow. <laughs> we will. We will. I promise you. The Pope is still waiting for me. <laughs> still waiting for me. And what but about that's you? my biggest, is, is to travel. I really want to travel. Mm -hmm. Well, you went to Flint. What was it called? Flint. Flint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Frank. You had a nice You know, really, that was a travel. No. <laughs> we went to the nice town of Detroit. Detroit City. Motor City. We went to Motor City. <laughs> and what about you, Jean? Magic Genie, One Wish? World Peace. Really? Just Come kidding. on now. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, God, help me. No, I would just... Um, I would just... Would my wish be for me to be happy and healthy and for everyone I know to be happy and healthy. And what does that look like for you? Happy and healthy. Um, happy and healthy as in like mentally, physically, emotionally, <laughs> just being genuinely happy. So you tear up when you when you say stuff like that. What's going on inside? What's I just see a lot of people and know a lot of people with mental illness. And I just want I just want everyone to be happy. <laughs> Because you know what it's like to Do feel you that struggle? way. I, I just wanted to wonder, you worry about others with mental illness? Do you worry about yourself? Um, Do you think you have any mental illness? Yeah, Mom, I've been diagnosed. Okay, I wasn't, <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're always talking about others, and I, I was just needed to make sure. Yeah, because I take care of others. Jean, I can I ask you what your diagnosis is? Yeah, anxiety. It is anxiety? anxiety, yeah. What have they said you should do, or what do they give you? Or yeah, so I was on like Clonopin uh, SSRI. Oh, oh, okay. Um, so like Zoloft, I was on Zoloft for uh -huh. like seven years, and then, um, so yeah, just um, just an SSRI. Mm -hmm. Um, when the like sometimes after a few years, like those will wear off. So like my anxiety will get really bad at that point and I'll need like Klonopin or Xanax yeah. until they can get me on a new like SSRI mm -hmm. um, for that to kick in. Um, but yeah. Does something bring it on or it's just out of the blue? Um, like... It seems out of the blue, but I'm finding that there are actually like triggers. Uh -huh. Like, yeah. 
Is this triggering you? No. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh my God, you know, wouldn't that be terrible? No, 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 and no. We have a report at no. the end of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Because, so. you know, okay. So I get emotional talking about my mom, too. Ah. Do you, because she has a mental illness? You think she has a mental illness? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Why? I know. I think she thinks I have a mental illness. Yeah. I think you, do you think she, she called me bipolar. Okay. I don't no. know if she meant Not that, actually. but I'm like, no, I think she has anxiety. Does she have anxiety? And depression. What Seasonal makes you say maybe. that? Uh, I don't know. It's just what I've seen uh-huh. growing up. Like uh-huh. her talking about like the loneliness, the isolation. Uh-huh. That's like signs of depression to me. Uh-huh. And anxiety, like the originist, the control. Those are every that those are things that you do when you have anxiety to avoid anxiety. Interesting. Interesting. You you went into um, nursing for peds. You didn't go into nursing for like mental health or yeah. teens or no. what was what were you thinking there? You want to catch a baby when they first <laughs> come out and you know before anybody tells them there's something wrong with them yeah. or before they yeah right. like they're so innocent yeah mm-hmm. no um, I like working with babies and moms because you get both you get the best of both you get the newborn and you get the mom so you get the adult and the baby and no matter what field of nursing or medicine that you go into you're gonna have a patient with mental illness and you're gonna probably have one every single shift no matter what unit you're on you don't have to be on a psych unit to work with someone with mental health interesting you'll be perfect seriously i mean it's I, I think that it almost should be like a requirement, right? <laughs> that yeah. you yourself have experienced some of this because you can't know. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's, right. it's funny. We just, right. um, we were talking about a post that we saw today mm-hmm. um, for something that I kind of work on. And this person is in a mental health field with a major university. And what they posted was um, basically you don't need a coach to like lose weight. That's what it was um, mm-hmm. that we were looking. Um, it's a ridiculous spend of money. Just, you know, buy the book and have self-discipline. This was from a mental health professional, wow. right? Wow. Like that surprised me. And if that kind of an attitude is out there, right? With the people you're supposed to go to for right. help. Right. Right. Yes. So that's, yes. that's a problem, right? Makes you not want, want to even go, right? Cause nobody's going to understand well, you. Well, and like you said, I went into nursing because I kind of knew what it was like. Yeah. A lot of people that go into mental health care mm-hmm. know what it's like because they have these issues themselves. Mm-hmm. So could yeah. that be part of it? Maybe. Yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, that's terrible. I mean, if someone in the field can't even understand, like, right. that's bad. Right. They're and that just shows field. you yeah. how messed up our healthcare system <laughs> is about mental health. Ding, ding, that's yes. another podcast. That's another that's podcast. That's a whole yeah. other evening. <laughs> yeah, and I that's agree, an awesome tie-up. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you were born to do this. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> She's like, wrap it up, guys. Let's go. No. Anyway. No, this was awesome. Is there anything that you wish I would have asked or that you really kind of wanted to get out or, you know, any other last parting oh. thoughts? I think it was... I feel like we were just in a therapy session. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Thanks so much for listening to Madness to Magic. 
and my podcast, I'm With Crazy, A Love Story. I believe we're all here for a purpose, and I know that this is part of mine. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit or might even have a story of their own to share. You also can visit me at madnesstomagic.com or check out more of my stories, including info on my book, The S Word, at paulinamilanawrites.com. I hope to hear from you and to join forces with what I consider a unique caregiver tribe as we all learn to embrace all of ourselves, to have compassion for others, and to come into our full power by the grace that is both madness and magic. Until we meet again, I'll leave you with one of my favorite mantras. Be bold and mighty forces shall come to your aid. Thank you. Thank you.